Hi. Hello. I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And we're we're too much. Good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Bit too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I'm too much. I'm too much. I'm too much. You're too much. Today we're gonna talk about our year. We're also going to talk about the future. Um, this episode is actually going to be part vlog. We're going <laughs> to take you with us to a party where we're going to do some interviews. Um, and we'll break down that section later. But for now, we're just going to start with um, a regular old episode. We're sober. We're ready to we're go. So- yes. Yeah. <laughs> you might. It might be different later. Yeah, exactly. So, a little, well, also, giving context, I'm currently visiting Zoe in her hometown. Of, don't say the name. GTA area. Now (laughs) I know, I know the general Toronto area. Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Yes. Greater, greater Toronto. Oh, greater Toronto area. I'm very knowledgeable of Toronto now. It's my first time ever (laughs) being here. I've fucked Drake. It's happened. As we had sex with Drake. It happened. He found me and he just could not help himself. And yeah. I thought I should do him the favor. Yeah. So it's part of the Toronto experience. She's pregnant. It was actually at a Raptors game in the middle of the court. In the middle <laughs> of the court. <laughs> Everyone watched. It was on TV. Did you guys not catch it? Yeah. It was a little controversial, but most people supported it. Yeah. I supported it. My parents <laughs> were there. They were like, go Esme. It's a girls coming of age <laughs> fucking drake on the court yeah we love the raptors we love the Leafs. yes we love toronto it's we so... love the cn tower i love the cn we tower we love ripley's aquarium we love the rom we love eglinton we die for blore we like snort at queen street yeah and i'm at the kensington market right now right now actively in the stores i'm in the stores right now. <laughs> it's a great time but it's been so fun getting to see toronto getting to see the greater toronto area i love all of it esme loves the suburbs she loves having her own bathroom it's so luxurious <laughs> it's luxurious but no anyways to give context of uh what we've been up to these last few it's been two days <laughs> this last month um two days we went to the madison avenue pub which is humiliating mm-hmm. and i really i was like you want to admit that I on the pod i don't want to share it with you guys but i feel like you just like have to know because um there's also a man approaching our car <laughs> He's just vibing. He's, He's like, just hey, vibing. Yo, so far, every up? time a man, because we're currently in the middle of a parking lot in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. You know, two Montreal girls taking Toronto by a storm. By storm. <laughs> we're here for business, actually. Business, not pleasure. It's not pleasurable at all. <laughs> now, every time I go somewhere that isn't, like, if I go out of town, I want to say it was for business. It was for business. <laughs> I recorded. <laughs> it was for business. Yeah. Anyway. And we're going to start calling ourselves this year entrepreneurs, business owners, Yes. In regard to the podcast. We're very, we're choosing to be optimistic for the podcast. This is a year for growth. Yeah. And we're going to... Tell your friends. Tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah. You know what I was saying? We need more people sharing. So if you're listening to this right now, we would really appreciate two things. 
first of all, if you could leave a little review, like put a little f- five stars. Uh, it could I be, love it. You know, if you want to leave a one star, you can choose to keep that to yourself. Please. But if yeah. you, a four star even, I'll accept it. Yeah. And maybe a little comment. It would be nice to have like written reviews. Yeah. If you're feeling inspired. Yeah. That I would think be... you have to listen to five episodes before you can write a review though. Uh, that's on Spotify. But on Apple, you can go right away. Okay. Go right away on Apple, guys. <laughs> and second of all, I feel like we need more people share. Like if you could share an episode. Your, on your fave s- episode your on fave your story. episode on the story. We would really appreciate that as a little Christmas New Year gift. Yes. Oh, um, great. We're asking for gifts. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like, I because we were saying that like, I think I'm so used to pessimism or being cynical or like mm-hmm. you said, like expecting the worst all the time. Yeah. And I feel like this is our, like you were saying, it's our year to be optimistic yeah. and we're going to be optimistic with the podcast. And it's part of having like a podcast, like every time you like have to tell someone part of it, you're a little embarrassed. You're embarrassed to be like, I think I have something to say. <laughs> and people he, should listen. <laughs> yeah. You're like saying like, I'm so important in that yeah. way. Like, and, and it feels embarrassing, especially when they're like, what is it about? And you have to be like. The feminine experience. Yeah, <laughs> like feeling like you're too much and insecure. It's like a diary-esque vibe. Like yeah. I, I try to explain it and it and you're just feeling like, oh, you're like you, you feel like you're saying, I deserve this space. And yeah. for some reason that feels embarrassing to say, even though you do deserve that space. Yeah. Like we're not forcing anyone to listen to this. Yeah. Like if you're listening to this right now, we hope you know it's with your own free will. I hope you're <laughs> not being held at gunpoint. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> but um I've been doing tarot readings for people this year and one card that's come up a lot will probably be the card of the episode which is the magician i Mm, think taking your skills yeah so taking your skills and the magician is also about your thoughts being reflected in the outside world in the material world so like what you think comes to fruition and because this has been coming up for so many people i think a lot of this year is going to be about like daring to be optimistic expecting a good outcome expecting good things in your love life in your business life in all aspects of your life even though it it's embarrassing even though being pessimistic or having low expectation protects you from being hurt it also protects you from a lot of good things that you're blocking out of your life mm-hmm. you know you need to yeah expect the good dare to be optimistic and um expectations i was telling as like there's this whole thing in a too about expectations creating resentments but that's the thing with expectations is they're a risk they're a gamble and like i think if we're taking that leap this year we're gonna be like rewarded yeah but it, it's also just i'm trying to think of a time in my life where i was super optimistic or uh it's just like it's my default has been for ever since like I can remember being cautious being being like oh I don't deserve that or like oh you can dream about that like maybe that but that probably won't happen and and just like because I like you said you don't want to you don't want to be rejected you don't want to fail you don't want any of that yeah and you're trying to like even if you in it and you know 
obviously like a truth we all know and it is a fact is that you will sometimes fail and you will be rejected yeah but you think it's easier to deal with those if you make it mild and you don't reveal you know like when something happens like or for example if you're like oh i submitted the story and it got rejected and you're like i can't tell anyone this like or if they do you'll be like oh yeah but whatever like i'll try again you try to minimize but Mm -hmm. like what if you let yourself for like a minute truly feel like i feel rejected i feel that hurt and i was really hoping for this to happen yeah i've been thinking about this year and honoring those things too because someone was i was listening to some kind of dating oh i was listening to esther perel on race to 35 which is a podcast about egg freezing or whatever and they're talking about uh, sort of egg freezing this is a kind of long-winded way of talking about rejections romantically but they're talking about the eggs as if because people understand miscarriages like you obviously mourn them Mm -hmm. but if you don't get the amount of eggs you wanted to freeze or whatever when i'm talking like like reproduction yeah, yeah you don't mourn those those little like i don't know cells of hope like that could potentially become your children you don't mourn it because you're like it is nothing it means nothing it it was nothing and even though it's so small, even though the same way, like maybe you're talking to someone on DM, you're talking to them on Hinge or whatever, and it's so small and it doesn't work out, it's like, it's not like a knife to the heart. It's like, just like a tiny little pin. Mm-hmm. But after a while, like those build up and you have something really big to mourn and you don't know why. Yeah. Like so all these little things. And then you're like, why do I have such a bad outlook? Like, why do I feel so sad? Yeah. And you're like, it's because I haven't processed that. Like I am disappointed. Yes. And all of these lead to me feeling like you said, grief. Yeah, absolutely. And it's small, but, um, I think this year honoring those is going to be a good vibe. And you also just will get over it quicker. Like for example, if you like, if, for example, rejection, like mm-hmm. you're talking to this guy or something, maybe you went on a date or two or, and then it doesn't like he doesn't seem interested in the end and you're in your like disappointed or something like I feel like our first reaction is like, oh, let's just bury that and be like, oh, that sucks. It was Whatever. nothing. It was nothing like move on, keep living life. And like you said, like and then let other little disappointments like that rack up. But if you actually were like right when that happened, like felt it and be like, oh, you know, like. I feel pain and I know it's not like I'm 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 more mourning a what if scenario of my own imagination and I'm also mourning like my ego being hurt yeah. or whatever it is but like I'm feeling that and I'm going to honor it and I'm going to feel it all right now so that it doesn't stay in your body like it that yes. little pin doesn't add up and that you're truly if you every time you feel disappointment or and also like feeling being able to feel disappointment and feel like it to its full extent also allows you the chance to feel like when you have an accomplishment feel it to the full extent Mm -hmm. because minimizing goes both ways yeah it means you're never letting yourself get excited or you know i was talking to my friend bronwyn and she's she's an actress like she'll she'll audition for things yeah and and she was talking about recently like uh, an actor friend of hers got like this really big role and it's like he's still not letting himself be excited because part of the audition process which you're probably familiar with too because yeah. Zoe does some acting too um it's like you you know you audit you you really are like always just going to act like oh I don't have like you're yeah. you never let yourself get excited you can't have a stake in it it's no painful. because it, obviously part of being an actor and the audition process is you're rejected constantly yeah. like it's you know that's kind of the norm the 
the like default yeah but it's like and so she's like you know i don't let myself get excited if i get a call back like when do i when do you start and he's like he got the role he has it and he's still not letting himself get excited like when do you let yourself get excited if you're not going to let yourself get disappointed you're not going to let yourself get excited either and you're not going to feel that full like feeling your feelings to the fullest it can be is like such a gift Mm -hmm. either way absolutely that's the same we were talking about with the pessimism like blocking out the good things in your life to block out the bad things you just want to be neutral you want to be neutral and that's no way to live exactly life is a roller coaster it's all about being too much yeah (laughs) what you were saying this comes back to too much kind of about rejection and acting it's like i heard recently that um people are addicted to their primary emotion so like in that case it would be like actors primary emotion maybe in childhood or whatever or in just their past life was rejection so they become addicted to that and whether they know it or not they're recreating those circumstances and I've been thinking a lot lately about myself and like this like kind of feeling of embarrassment in being too much like thinking about like why do I ask inappropriate questions why do I say inappropriate things and it's like this addiction to embarrassment and I hate feeling embarrassed but I can't stop going out of my way to feel it Mm. you know and thinking about where how much your comfort yeah Mm -hmm. so this year I kind of want to think about like I don't know like I don't want to not be embarrassed also embarrassment that's the funny thing about embarrassment is nothing is inherently embarrassing no embarrassment is all up to you yeah because you are the one and it's and it's so funny because you we all know situations where like someone does something that's maybe a little uncomfortable like weird or or a scenario happens where they're put like not in the best light but it's so much dependent on their attitude of what happened to determine whether this was embarrassing like embarrassment comes from the person seeming embarrassed exactly and or seeming like oh no fuck or you know like if someone says something wrong and it's like a little and then but they're like whatever and they keep going then it's like not uncomfortable no one's uncomfortable like they're just like haha that happened let's keep going but if someone says something like blurps something out and then they they're like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like oh, i'm oh, i'm gonna leave the room like yeah then everyone's like that was really awkward no <laughs> like, totally. why did that happen i'm embarrassed for them yeah but it's so determined by you deciding to be embarrassed yeah and i think to break patterns or a feeling of stuckness in in your life if you have these blocks you're like i always feel this way i always feel that way you know mm like really looking at that or like people are always we talked about this a little in the first episode but if you have a story like you want to really pay attention to what you're saying this year because like like we were talking about it's gonna come to fruition in your material life in your real life so like if you're always like people are always out to get me people will always be out to get you yeah you're gonna fulfill that narrative yes or with insomnia they did a lot of studies about people who say I'm terrible at sleeping. I haven't, I have this, like, once it becomes a part of their identity, it becomes so much harder to overcome. Mm. So, like, trying, I encourage everyone to try, I'm going to try this year, to think about those things I say to myself and challenging them. And being, like, even lying. Lying until it doesn't feel like a lie anymore. Being like, oh, I had a great night's sleep. Try, if you haven't told me, lying to people. (laughs) Like, tell them you love it. Right, about how... (laughs) 
12 hours like I, a baby. Like a baby. And I feel so refreshed. And you could never relate. Like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, you didn't, you just got like a normal seven hours? Like, Loser. I'm sleeping incredibly and yeah. I feel so energized. Yeah. Or someone's like, people are always out to get me like, oh, that's so crazy because it's so weird that I have the best luck and <laughs> I can trust everyone because no one ever does me dirty. Like, I know the universe is smiling upon me. <laughs> But, I know you can't get it, but... Yeah, no, I it, it is, like, I I know, I'm not a big holiday person. Like, I always, like, I'm kind of a hater. Like, I'll be like, I hate Christmas. I, mm-hmm. hate, I, I even dislike Halloween. Like, I just find them all stressful. Yeah. But the one holiday I really like, and I have no idea why I like it so much, but I love New Year's. But, and I think it's because I like blank slates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or because it's, like, a holiday... No, we've talked about this. Yeah, Did like, we talk about it on, on an episode? Or? I think, like, that we like feeling brand new. Brand like, new. That, like, that's such an addicting yep. feeling. And once you've made a mistake, people... It's ruined. It's ruined. Yes! yes, yeah. You talk on one episode about how, like, in high school when you entered the theater... Yes! And yeah, you okay, were we talked like, about that. you were yeah. like, I feel new. And yeah. then the minute you were, like, not put in the best light, you were like, it's over. It's over. <laughs> I can't be here anymore. <laughs> I gotta leave. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think... And I think it's also just, like, New Year's because it's not, like, so family-oriented. Or, no, I guess it's a bit like Halloween. Like, Halloween is kind of party-oriented and New Year's is, too. So there can be that pressure of, like, you need to do New Year's one way. You need yes. to go partying or else you're doing it wrong. But I've done New Year's in so many different ways. And there's it can be, like, wholesome and, yeah. like, just a few friends. And, like, you're doing, like, a sleepover. You know, yeah. or it can be, like, you're going out to a party. Like, I think you can't put too much meaning... like. You're not going to have the best night of your life on New yeah. Year's. Like, you're... I've never had a good time. That's why I'm just like, I don't know. I've had one really amazing New Really? I always think about I was like nine or ten. <laughs> okay. So and it, it was like a family. It was like a party at like this, this family friend's house. I mean, it was like a pretty big party and they... But it was like, I had no expectations yet for New Year's, I think was part of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was the first time I did karaoke. That was like mind blowing. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait, you could do karaoke? I love. This is so fun. And I just like, it was also like the first time my parents were like, you're allowed to stay up late, like whatever. And I just, I thought it was so, I I, I just remember like that being the best night of my life in my head. And then. And it's continued that feeling, even though I haven't had, like, amazing New Year's. Like, they're pretty neutral. I haven't had, like, terrible ones either. Yeah. But, like, I think there is... I've been trying also recently, like, I feel like anytime you go out or something, you want it to be so fun or the best night. And you just kind of have to trust that, like, some nights are going to be, like, crazy. And you're going to be like, I have a story. Yeah. But some nights, like, you... If you're someone who goes out, like, I go out pretty much every week. Like, yeah. of course you're going to have neutral nights. Yeah. And that's fine. It's not the end of the world. Like, you still, like, had a connection with the world. You still got to experience a, a new environment or something. You yeah. know? Like, I, I still appreciate that. But I love New Year's. And I think it's just, like, it's because it actually feels magical. Like, I like that it's a time for everyone. It's both, like, a party holiday. But unlike Halloween, it's a time to reflect, too. Yeah. Like, there's almost, like, a... And a, a, a spirituality to New Year's that you mm. like it feels more meaningful than like a, just a party holiday yeah and I also just like the idea of like glitz and glamour and mm-hmm. that's how I feel about 
Valentine's Day almost exactly, but in like, I think both of us are the kind of people who are like, people don't like New Year's, people don't like Valentine's Day, so it's going to become my thing to like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Christmas? Uh, Everyone likes to grow up. No. Even Halloween. Like, I'm over it, guys. Let's stop. Yeah, I kind of like Halloween. But with Valentine's Day, too, the way you're saying I like the glitz and glamour, I love the red and pink. I also love that Valentine's Day can be like, um, the same way you're talking about reflection being a huge part of New Year's, like love and gratitude being a huge part of Valentine's Day. Of everyone in your life that you love. Yes, not romantic, like reframing it and not, and the same way reframing the top, the like sort of toxic, um, narrative around New Year's of, of like really sort of like punishing yourself and cutting things out and, and sort of like starving yourself of, of joy to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. And I think like people like, I think there's a way new year's resolutions are such a weird thing because they can be so toxic or pointless. And, but there's also a way of making like the best new year's resolution I've ever done. Like I always say this to people, it should be as specific as possible. Like okay. actually something that you have a concrete way of doing. Yeah. Cause if you're just going to say like, I'm going to be healthier, healthier. <laughs> that's too broad. You don't know what that means. And health like has so many different aspects yeah. to it. Like there's like eating well, but like you're feeling insecure yeah. and like, like still feeling like you want, like there's, it, it's just such a complicated world to enter. Um, but, but if you're like, I want to add, like, make sure like I'm adding, I want to cook at home, like three times a week or like, and make like a, like an actual meal for like, you know, like yeah. giving a concrete goal. That's like concrete and like easier to achieve, like, because it's concrete and you wrote it down, you're like, or I want to, like, you know, I don't know. You can come up with like these more doable actions that you will actually, I feel like if you give yourself a goal, that's actually like something you can do. Like I, one year I decided I'm not going to have Instagram this whole year. Like I'm deleting the Instagram. App. Oh, what I'm year not, was this? Oh, uh, I think I was 16. Uh, no, I was 17. It was the year I was 17. So 20 or 17 18? or maybe it was 18. Like all, my whole 18th year was not online or wow. something, but so I started January 1st to January 1st and it was so funny because I was so like I'm such an Instagram story girl I post so much everyone was like you're not gonna last but I have very good self-discipline if I say I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it (laughs) I'm my biggest like accountability person and so I did it and it was great like it was such a good feeling to be like and it did reframe my relationship to the app a bit like I don't think I used it the same way post and before because I and but that's why I'm like, right now when I think of my um, New Year's resolution, I try to really think of like concrete goals. Yeah. Um, like I'm like, uh, one thing is like, because I just feel like I'm not reading a lot and I know it's something I love and I know it's something that I could incorporate into my life really easily. Like all this time that I spend just scrolling on my phone or on mm-hmm. TikTok, like that's like a good like two hour or some more of my day that's kind of... Yeah. wasted when it could be spent on reading yeah and so one goal is i want to read 30 books in 2023 yes because it's like concrete and i'll feel like i'm telling the world yes <laughs> so i will do it i will reignite my relationship with reading because that's what like something that's important to me yeah and then what books are you gonna be reading this year I the first book well 
Um, I have like so many books though at my home. Like okay. I, I just I, I'm a, I keep buying. Books. Yeah, no, you do kind like, of hoard books. But your bookshelf's beautiful. I know. Esme, Rainbow color codes her. I have so many books, Book. and a lot of them I haven't read yet, and I'm really excited to read them. So I'm excited just to like, yeah, start that and be like have a dedicated. Like, make it part of my... Because when I was younger, in high school, I was such a big reader. I would read every morning, like, when I was getting... Like, when I was eating my breakfast, I would, like, read for half an hour in the morning before school. I would read on the train. Like, I would read... I also got in trouble all the time about reading in class. Yeah. Like, I got my books confiscated sometimes. But I... Because I, in history, I was like, oh, I don't need to know this. And yeah, <laughs> just, literally. Or math class, that was... You're not great at history, girl. Uh, Maybe this is what happened. I'm just like... You were like, when was World War II again? No, I know about... <laughs> I was asking what... Because we watched The Notebook, and it's set in the 40s. And I wanted to know when the movie was set. Like, what uh, part of the 40s. I wanted to know if it was before or after the war, okay? Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. I know when World War II is. <laughs> I want this to be known. I know when World War II is. Uh, but yeah. I, and that's like one. And then I have like, I, I'm trying to think of like, another thing that I want for uh, this new year is that, as you all know, I've been so like. Uh, we've talked a lot about heartbreak on this podcast. It's been a big theme. Um, our first episode was all about that. Like, yeah. it's really kept this going. And it's... Uh, and I I really... Almost every episode, it comes up in some way. And, you know, and it's been, you know, a lot of months. And now I feel like I'm starting to move like move on from the identity as heartbroken like it mm. it's i'm there's still maybe like feelings that are unresolved or sadness or whatever like obviously yeah time and the moving on process isn't linear but i do you I, like this rain asmr also? yeah i'm like i hope it sounds like relaxing yeah. like picture you're in this empty parking lot and yeah but it's chill there's no one around no scary men no every time there's been a man just uh, remotely in the area so he goes <laughs> man <laughs> and jumps but no i yes yeah, but the, the goal and then there's another part of me that's like okay now i kind of want to it's like i'm not as sad about the actual situation or the actual like person and what they did to me or what or that experience it's now it's like i'm just so used to being sad i'm so Mm -hmm. used to being heartbroken that i cannot comprehend who i am beyond that yeah and now i'm like oh i kind of want to move it's not even that i want to move on from this person or the break it's i want to just know who i am again without the primary thing about me being oh i'm sad and i'm heartbroken yeah because i know i'm so much more than that i know i am all and i know like heart obviously every like hard thing you go through is going to be a little part of you it's going to be part of your story now but yeah i know that i'm also a lot of other experiences as as well and part of me like kind of loves that that's a bit of our narrative because i find so many people the hardest part about heartbreak is like i don't want to be embarrassed because i don't want to be the girl who, who doesn't move on and he's moved on yes yeah. who misses him who's crazy who can't be around him who who does this who does that it's like the reality is you can pretend you're not that and so many people pretend that they're not heartbroken all the time but there's something i love about just us leaning into it it's like 
being heartbroken isn't like who I am. I would never define myself as heartbroken <laughs> at all. You know when you're uh, in a new class or in a meeting or something and they're like, let's go around the room and have everyone introduce themselves and like a little bit of information. <laughs> like, hi, I'm Esme and I'm heartbroken. Yeah, I'm like, literally. And that's my, that's me. That's, that's all me. you need to know. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of sad. But it's also, I think, anti-patriarchal because men will always be like, oh, you know what? But, um... <laughs> That's my main impression. But, uh, like, logic, like, logically, like, it didn't work because of this is that, and I'm gonna move on because it's been two weeks. Like, they're just, like, so, I feel like a lot of men, or patriarchy tells us that, um, like, being, or acknowledging your feelings is irrational, and irrational is bad, is feminine, is, is weak. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you need, you can't like logic your way out of feelings. You can't shove your feelings away. You could try for 30 years. It'll come up in different ways. There's no way to get rid of them. So like fuck off with the logic, lean into the heartbreak. I just think like I'm happy to keep talking about it. I'm happy to be the crazy bitch. Like I'm glad, I'm glad we're like wrapping it up. I think it's nice, but it has been nice. Like I know people are like, "Well, it's been so goddamn long for me, especially like I'm happy to be still, like... Honoring those feelings. Honoring yeah. those feelings. Like, sorry. We're not going to shut up about it. It's not... You I think it's a biggest, a bigger part of our podcast life than in my real life, though. Like, yeah, we that's talking. what I'm saying. Like, I, and, and I think we both were, like... It's, like, I still want to honor the feelings of heart... Like, but we kind of decided, like, one resolution yeah. we have for the pod is we're not going to discuss our... Yeah situations anymore yeah. like we're we're moving um now we need new men we need new, <laughs> new men, men for stories um because yes, that's how we think women. in content oh true in women yes. as well um we're thinking about content yeah going we are forward. no okay this was one thing i wanted to share like our last x thing that we bonded over this is psychotic we could cut this out if you know. no but let's say it okay <laughs> Like, this the, is the last ex story you guys yes. are gonna get. It's the last time we're talking about them ever. For like a while. after this, like we're not talking about them. Like at I, least for this year. Yeah, like it's it's over talking about them on the pod. Like they'll obviously they'll still be a part. Probably we'll talk about it. But yeah. I think like we've we've given that, and it's been really nice talking about it and knowing. Like I don't feel like both of us don't feel crazy because everyone like our heartbreak episode because it's our first episode too is our most popular episode it's yes. the one that people talk to me about the most like they, they relate to still, it yeah. like we know it's such a and like that's why it's like when I talk about it it just feels I don't feel crazy like oh my god she's still talking about it yeah. and it's months later but because everyone who listens to it is like me too like, yeah, can bro. relate in some way so yeah. I know we're not like yeah. And that's really lovely to know how, like, all of us are feeling this and just not wanting to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, because it's embarrassing. But, okay, our last extra, you guys are going to love this. Um, I didn't think... Well, okay. <laughs> so, Esme and I both, um, a month, maybe after... Or maybe, like, two weeks post-breakup, we were like, uh, you're about to get your first period again, you know, post-breakup. You guys, you always do it. There's always a post-breakup period, the first one. And a little part, and I mean little, I mean it's small. It's small. I mean big part of us was hoping that we were pregnant so we could call our exes and be like, I'm aborting your baby. 
And then they like feel still attached to you. Yeah, yeah. No, but no they would still a feel twenty year old man. Or like they yeah. would be like, "Do you want me to come with you?" Yeah, like, you would have to do it together. No, kind you'd of. be like, you'd be like, no, like I don't even need oh, you. My I, friend will come. Like I don't want you. There. Yeah, like my mom's coming. She doesn't want to lock eyes with you. <laughs> yeah. But it's true because it does feel like oh this is the last chance I have of like <laughs> us being tied in this really <laughs> intense way because even if like even though you don't have to you'll he'll always remember and be like oh my god she was pregnant for a second yes no I always wanted to kind of abort someone's babe <laughs> this should be the little teaser <laughs> I always wanted to abort someone's baby. <laughs> It's only, a dream of mine. <laughs> only because you'll always, they'll always remember the time a girl had an abortion. Like, mm. when, you know, they'll like never. how many abortions are happening in his life. Yeah, like guaranteed he'll remember you. So it's just like this sort of fantasy of permanence and mm. like anxiety. But and al- it's also, I think, something biological in us because I think as like, uh, like we know, like. Once you've been abandoned, kind well, of. well, no, like, like the the tie of like, there's this belief we have, even though it's not true. Like, people have kids and don't stay together yes. in their lives, but it feels like oh, a kid is like the way we could weave us together, yes. like permanently, like we become a family. No, that's you part know? of the breeding king too. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, why well, I, yeah. I have you now, and yeah. I have that, like you said, that permanence, and like even though it's just like, and, and I mean, it's just like a glimpse of it, like oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but obviously, but. I, but I pregnancy do. isn't always a good thing, too. Like, once you... And it's also not true. Like, yeah. love does not become stronger because you had a baby together. No, not love. But it's also, like, people who do co-parent, I always kind of think, like, that is sort of the ultimate form of family in some way. Because once you... Gwyneth Paltrow said this. Once you co-mingle your DNA, your family for life, which obviously not everyone who's having kids is co-mingling their DNA, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And... I learned on the same podcast I was talking about earlier that 50% of Americans don't raise kids with the people who they're, the, the biological parents. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That's literally half. Um, yeah, the nuclear anyway, yeah. family is, like, constructed. Like, it's, it's not. Gone. It's gone. It's not like a, Well, it's also, it's, like, constructed by, like, capitalism and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not the reality, too. Like, it just isn't. No. Most people are not in a nuclear family. Absolutely. Um... So, yeah, what I was saying was that in some ways it is true permanence. If there's not abuse, it's like you are kind of family for life with mm-hmm. someone you have a child with, you know? So even if there's there's love, doesn't a child doesn't guarantee love. Sometimes it does guarantee family, you know? Yeah, and family's messy. Yeah. Like, as we know about family. Like, yeah. family does not mean easy, breezy, beautiful yes. cover girl. Yeah, <laughs> easy, <laughs> breezy. Um, on... Wait, maybe we talk more about family and holidays, but first, also, I asked many people about this. I've asked maybe at least 10 of my friends, like, uh, when you guys broke up, didn't you kind of hope you were pregnant so you could abort his baby? Everyone said, no, no, that's weird. I wouldn't want that. No, no, except Esme and I. (laughs) We're just crazy, guys, I guess. Um, And it was was a small, like, if it actually had happened, that would have been incredibly stressful. No, I would not have liked that. But But it was, like, a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Not, like, it wasn't, like, I was hoping. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. It's also, like, you're so distraught. Like, you just want something. Yeah, you're, like, grasping at straws. But, no, and, and, you know, but like I was saying, like, I, I feel like I for the beginning of 2022 like i i'm kind of choosing to 
I'm obviously, I'm, I obviously recognize that, like, sometimes I am still going to be sad about the breakup. I'm not, like, a robot. I'm yeah. still going to be feeling feelings. And I know that maybe sometimes I'll feel worse. And, like, other times I'll feel, like, I feel great right now. Like, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm excited. I like my life as it is. But maybe in two days I'll be, like, yeah. everything's awful. Like, I know myself. No, I know totally. common ways. Whatever. But I am excited to... I'm excited to define me and my personality as more than just heartbreak because, and it's, and I know that other people around me don't see, like, I think it's just to remind myself because lately I've been viewing myself as just that for like the last few months of my life. And I know that people who love me don't see me as that. Like, I know, yeah. like, you probably don't no. look at me and think, oh, that heartbroken no. girl. And in the same way, like, I don't look, I see you, like, I see your ex and, like, that situation is such, like, a small yeah, part of you. Like, yeah. it's like, I know you as so much bigger and so many more situations. And, yeah. and I, I also hear... Especially because we didn't know each other then. Yeah, it's we like, didn't. And like, like a story. But I also, I know your thought, like, even if it feels like, oh, we talk about it so much, I also know your thought, like, like, yeah, I know you think about so many more things. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's just that's like, true. But I think it's just I I I think it's more like I see the possibility of me moving on in a more significant way. Yeah, and I want to really grasp that and and it's like it's the first time not in like a superficial way, but in, no, a, true in a true resolved feeling, resolved way. Like yeah. I I've given closure to myself. I've yeah. chosen to give that to myself because I think like. I, and I think it's just time has healed. Yeah. Like it, it has been a while, like it's a more appropriate long amount of time that we've been broken up and I've had that space and that time. And as well, like, I don't know. I just, I think before when I was trying going through the breakup, I was more just trying to survive the feelings, survive the bad yeah. feelings and just like keep going and survive on like minimum but I wasn't trying to like overcome them I wasn't like oh I'm done with because I was letting myself feel yeah like, I was so like feeling really bad <laughs> and I was still mourning whatever happened yeah or, like the the complicated like belief systems that I got from it and yeah. all like but now I feel like I act it's the first time that I actually feel like I want to be over this before I didn't want to be over it because I, I mean, I've been writing... It's safe. It's like a comfort blanket, it's... too. When you feel discomfort, like, the thought of the last time you felt connected just, like, it's so warms you up. And it's, like, all the... Sometimes I find myself uncomfortable somewhere. And I'm, like, oh, it's so interesting that the minute I feel discomfort, suddenly I'm reminiscing. Like, yeah. I want this back all of a sudden. And then the minute I'm comfortable again in wherever I am in life, I'm like, oh, wait, that's gone. <laughs> it's, like, so obviously my brain just trying to protect me, trying to make me feel connected when I feel disconnected. Yeah, exactly. But, or you yeah. think, when are the times that I miss my ex the most? It's always, like, when I'm so stressed or something's yeah. going badly. Like, it's never when I'm happy. No! When I, like, currently, <laughs> I feel happy and, like, I'm not, like... I yep, don't stay feel like, oh, I want him, like, all this stuff, like, I, and so I, I, you have to, like, recognize, like, when those, like, I was talking, I was giving a tarot reading to someone, and, and, the, like, part of it was missing, like, them missing their ex, and, and I, and we discussed that, I was like, you only miss them when you're, like, feeling really bad. Yeah. And it's like, if you were missing them, and, like, things were good, like, that's a sign, like, and you want them as, like, a bonus in your life, yeah. like, that makes more sense, like, you want them back in your life, but if it's, like, 
I'm uncomfortable. Come feel this uncomfortable. Void. Yeah, I'm regulate in. my emotions. Yeah. yeah, and like that's the sign of like. But I think it's just like I my my best case scenario and the like before this has always been like us getting back together. Us, yeah. Like, the, end goal the fairy tale is us together like me and my ex yeah and like now it's like no like the best case scenario now to me is like eventually falling in love with someone new and having this new relationship and and now like the idea of someone new entering my life is more not that i think i will enter a new relationship anytime soon but like I mean, I have no idea. I have no idea what 2022 has in store. Maybe I I do. Maybe let's be optimistic. Let me... But we were saying this last night when we were drunk at the Maddie. Yeah. (laughs) At the Maddie. (laughs) Like, just picture two girls in the corner being like, we're manifesting. Yes. We kept yelling. We manifested texts. And it worked. It worked. We were like, he's going to text you right now. Yeah. He did. He did. And that that was insane. So we were feeling like we were witches. Powerful. We were feeling powerful. (laughs) We were like, we can manifest whatever for this year. But I think we're both like feeling more like ready for a I new feel like I could fall in love again and I would want to and no, I'm ready. and I and I don't like now it's not like oh he's gonna come it's like the, the a good a good case scenario now to me is someone falling new. in love with someone new that, too. and yeah. like that experience and I I'm actually optimistic about it and like yeah. I know it feels like a lot of talking about our exes for when I just announced it <laughs> If I was in the dating scene in Toronto, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> and so, I, like, Zoe was like, yeah, I know. And every time I'm, like, in Montreal and I, it's, he, he's still, like, a terrible guy, I'm like, at least it's not Toronto. Like, yeah. It's, and I was like, now I understand. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand before, no, but totally. I understand now. Like, yeah. I see what's here. No, like, yeah, they're a problem. Like, I feel like you at the, Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about my perspective on New Year's as well. Um, I was thinking about this because I never set New Year's resolutions. Oh, you don't? No. I always do. I'm such a New Year's resolution girl. I know. It's cute. But I, I never have. I have, like, some manifesting things I want to do, like ways I want to grow. Of course, like I'm hoping my love life grows this year. I'm hoping my um, sort of podcast life grows this year, business in different ways too. Um, I want to be an even better pole dancer, all those things. But I feel like for some reason, like set goals, like don't really work for me or not even like I'm setting them wrong. I just, it stresses me out to be like, now I want to improve things because I don't like, I know when I need something new, I feel like in life, like I try new things a lot, you know? Yeah. I change yeah. my life a lot, and I think it just comes to me when I'm prepared to make a change, when I'm feeling stuck, and it's like, I'm like, I always feel like at New Year's, I'm like, I'm great at this. Like, when I need something new, I make something <laughs> new happen. Like, I don't need to do this on um, January 1st. Yeah, when I'm like, know? I need this blank slate, you're like, I'm, every day, I'm trying to reinvent. Yes, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't know, it's just... It's scary, too, because I feel like any time... This goes back to the expectations thing. Like, I'm excited for a year. It's not amazing. But I I do want to comment on the fact that it's true. Like, one thing I really admire about you is that you really do seek out, like, new... Like, I, uh, like we were talking about with Grace, which is Zoe's brother's girlfriend. Um, shout out, Shout Grace. out to Grace. 
is like I feel like some people just sit and wait for something to happen to them a lot, but you don't like <laughs> you, don't. you you I, no, no, in a good way like Thank you're you. like part of it is me being there putting the effort going to the place where mm. I can receive the like if yeah. I want something I have to play a part in it yeah. and so um and like you know like like for example like you decided like I'm gonna go do soccer like yeah. join a soccer <laughs> team and it was so random and then now you do soccer on Saturdays like I like whatever like you always are trying like a new or you're like oh, you know what's a great place to meet people? Like, we should go climbing. And you're just like, <laughs> you know, like, you just want to be in new environments, like, yes. all the time. Like, you you get excited. Or you're like, I'm going to go on a ski trip with Concord. Like, the, yeah. and like whatever. Like, you're, you're like, oh, if I want, if like you said, if you're feeling stuck or you feel like you're not meeting people or you want, like, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're like, well, I have control in that. If yeah. I'm feeling stuck, that's because of, like, I'm the one to change that. Like if, and it's true that like, I, I think it's important to know, like, like you said, like, it's not just January for January 1st is your one chance at self-improvement. Like, no, like, yeah, I think you have a good perspective on it. Because I'm like, Oh, maybe I can do one goal. That's kind of fun. Like to do that over the year. But I know like I'm constantly going to be, you know, like I can't be like, I'm going to become a whole new, better person. It's all going to happen overnight. Like, that's why it's like, if you were like, I want to become like, I want to start working out and eating better and all blah, 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 and yeah. all at once. Like I, I talked about this with like, with, um, with Rebecca where like, cause she's like, uh, she sometimes struggles with that where she's like, Oh, suddenly I want to be, have a better sleep schedule, yes. eat better, yeah. work out consist like go like move my body consistently like, yeah. all for your like and her perspective is still like pretty healthy because she's she's very much someone who's like when i do these things it's not because i want a physical goal or appearance yes, or it's, it, it's, it's more about to feel good mentally and yeah. feel good in your body and stuff but but that's how you're crippled by perfectionism too is it has to be everything i have to all at clean, once or no it's like you really will be more successful if you just clean one drawer in your room to start with or yeah you, you know? like one thing at a time and like i think her like therapist or someone told her it was like just do one thing like one habit change because if you try to change all your habits at once like you you know there there are also ways that you're regulating your emotions like you're used to the habit like part of habits is like to keep you calm and like make you feel grounded so if you're going to change every habit all at once (laughs) like you're going to be a mess mess, and you're not going to stick to it yeah you're just going to feel bad and you're going to feel like a disappointment and a failure yeah when if you're like okay i'm not gonna i'm gonna eat vegetables with every every every, dinner every lunch and dinner yeah Yeah. or you're like okay so uh, things i want like uh, oh okay sleep food blah blah blah, exercise but if you're just like i just want to move my body for half an hour every day yeah and it can be a A walk walk, it can be a run it could be like a yoga video but you're just like that's the one thing i'm going to focus on right Mm -hmm. now i'm not going to like preoccupy my brain with making my sleep better making my diet better all all at once like you're just like the one little thing i'm going to change is that i'm going to move consistently and then you're going to it's going to like it's going to be so much like better for you because you're gonna actually do it because it's like it's a smaller more attainable goal and like you're not gonna and you're gonna feel good about yourself because you're gonna be like i'm doing like i told myself i would do this and i'm doing it you know like i said this thing and i'm following through and it's making me feel like 
more like I can trust myself to take care of myself. Yeah. And like, and all that. And, but if you are like, I need everything to be perfect and change right away. It really is like, if you want to change a habit, it has to be like one habit. Yes. And you, and you have to be realistic with yourself and you, and, yeah. and, and I, I, I just think like there's a way of doing it in a way that you're like truly taking care of yourself. Like you would take care of a kid, like, you yeah. know, but, and you can try stuff too. If you're trying yoga and it's not working, like you don't have to stick with it or you can also stick with it too. You don't have to be good at it. Like, no, you know, that's the whole thing people say with meditation or even with me as soccer for a while, I was really upset because I don't know how to play soccer. I can't kick the ball. I'm afraid of the ball. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's bad. Me. I hate balls. Like, don't put no, them. No, it's scary. It's like, I'm not good at playing. But I realize I'm like, I'm an overachiever. A lot of the things I try, I'm like, yes, killing it. I'm going to be the best. Mm. And I know with soccer, I'm not going to be the best. And I think failing is good for you. It's like, I'm out there just giving it my all feeling uncomfortable feeling sometimes and still trying like I can yeah. you know that's I, that's so interesting like that to purposely do something that you know you're not incredible at like yeah. and consistently doing it too <laughs> like I, I think it's just like because I think about uh like once I had a tarot reading and it was when I was like feeling like I was in a creative rut and like feeling mm. really like judgmental of myself with yeah. writing and it's like and the advice that she gave me that I think is so interesting is that like instead of doing something like I think both of us like writing is so per like we put it so much with our identities yeah. and if I'm a if I do something that's like bad writing then it's like oh my god I'm just I'm a bad writer who am now. I then? <laughs> I'm a bad writer then who am I like yeah. I've lost everything I've lost a sense of self I've lost that security yeah but and she was just like instead do like a different type of artistic like, like paint like yeah. something that you're not attached to like I don't I'm not a visual artist like I'm not a painter but if I do that like it allows me it gives me the permission to be creative with failure because I I'm not expecting perfection I'm not expecting this to turn out great yeah exactly. you know because and I and I think it is important to and it seemed like I realized that with um like throughout my degree because I, I'm doing creative writing but I'm also doing journalism and I've always approached my journalism classes as like I know what I'm good at I'm good at like people skills I'm good at interviewing I'm good at like writing like yeah. I, I know what I'm good at but I would completely like just like not try when it came to anything like technical yeah like, learning how to use the camera learning how to, you're like, doing that with your your um documentary well i was like (laughs) but even in that scenario like in my last uh semester doing a documentary class where i had to make a documentary i really let like my other teammates take over camera like Mm -hmm. anything technical i just was like and they didn't know more than me like all of us knew not a lot but they were more willing to try and learn than i was and at the end of the project i like when i was writing my reflection on how the project went i was like you know what i wish i tried harder to I think I was just so uncomfortable by anything technology and I knew I was bad at it. So I didn't even want to try. Yeah. I didn't even want to try to learn how to use the camera. I didn't even want to try to learn this editing software, you know, like, and that's so sad that it's like part of going to school is that you're trying to learn things you don't know. Like I, I just focus on the things I think I'm already good at and then 
completely don't try with the technical side of things but no, so totally. much of journalism is technical yeah and i'm just but now it's like now i'm suddenly motivated where i'm like i want to take uh like go out of my way out of school and yeah take a, a, like a camera workshop so i learn these skills it opens up a whole new world yeah because yeah, i'm like i'm scared of failure so i'm just gonna do not do things i know i'm bad yeah, at. like shrinking your opportunities your world your I don't know, even just, like, the way you think, too. Like, if you learn to use technology, I think your brain, a new, like, learning something new unlocks, like, new parts of your brain. It mm-hmm. it changes the way you connect things and your perception of everything. But like you said, we like to tell ourselves a story. So yeah. My, <laughs> yeah. Like, my narrative is, like, oh, I'm bad at technology. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah, bad yeah, at totally. math. Like, I'm bad at, like, yeah. I'm just, like, more of, like, a writing art, like, creative, yeah. like, blah 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 and then i stick to that story but that like it limits my my potential yeah so much and it's like you're also like you're you're allowed to be bad at things and learn yeah (laughs) so this year as we wrap up this section of this podcast how long is it okay that's good yeah because we'll edit through it for sure we are going to ask you to do um two things one share this goddamn podcast yeah like please hurry up because we're we're optimistic for this podcast i really we believe want a thousand listeners yeah and i believe like i you know i was talking to my mom and she was like well you know a way of knowing if it's like something worth listening to is that obviously your close friends are going to listen to it all that like they're going to be supportive but if acquaintances are listening to it like that's such a great sign because they have no like t- like they could so easily not like yes! they don't have that hi to you and that's and i'm so thankful for any like friends that are kind of friend acquaintance that like you know you didn't have to listen to this like you're not close to me and i love you and that's so nice to take the time to do this and it really like you're helping our dreams happen our dreams come true But also thank you to our close friends. Like you're still like, yeah, you guys rock our world. Thank you guys to all our fans. Um, (laughs) Yes, but also try to fail this year. Try to fail. Support us and fail. (laughs) Something. Try to lift us. Make us successful and fail. Suck at something. Give it a go. No, try try a low stakes fail. Yeah. Yeah. Try something you're not good at. Like you know, Mm -hmm. like that's. I think we can all do with some being okay with not being amazing totally all right we'll see you in the next part hello we're back yeah happy new year's it's so exciting so now 23 it is officially 2023 it is the night after new year's eve yeah i threw up guys like i don't throw up very often yeah and i was so shocked like i didn't feel like i got that drunk but yeah. no but i felt drunker yeah. i did not throw up <laughs> but i felt plastered and i spent pretty much the whole party sleeping yeah um yeah. Snuck in a fabulous New Year's kiss, but then snoozed the rest of the (laughs) evening. I also had a New Year's kiss. Could I tell you the name of the man? No. No. I cannot. Yes. (laughs) That was the... Yeah, I reigned in the gear with, like, a lady kiss. Way more special. Yeah. Yours was more exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Mine was just purely business. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can't. So we're going to go back in time, actually, and you're going to hear Esme interview um, 
lots of people, a lot of our friends, but Esme was out there working hard for mm-hmm. you guys. For you. Yeah. That's who well, she was working hard for. Well, Zoe slept on the couch. I was asleep. <laughs> a bad business it's partner, if you will. Because we, like... We left to go to this New Year's party a little, a little too late, (laughs) and so we arrived, and it was like ten minutes to midnight. You know, like New Year's was happening now, and so we like really come in the thick of it. We're like, "Hello, get our kisses." Fall asleep. You get to work, (laughs) and I go to bed. (laughs) And. a difference in me and Zoe's drunk personalities. My drunk personality, I, I could have, I could have kept going all night. Like oh, I would wow. have stayed. Like I would have gone crazy. Like I just wanted to talk, 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 chatty, chatty, chatty. Zoe's personality, if like shut any, down. Yeah, anytime I've seen Zoe have just a little too much to drink, sleep. Gone asleep. Like doesn't matter where you are. You're going to. <laughs> And it's so funny because you're always so paranoid the next day. Like, always be like, oh, what did I do drunk? What did I... Like, you don't do anything. You slept, bitch. <laughs> you don't look at your phone. You don't talk to anybody. You're... you're Asleep. You, <laughs> you don't have the time to go do a mess. Make mistakes, no. if you will. No. Yeah. Like, once you get... Especially, like, I feel like only I've only seen that when, uh, like... A fact about Zoe is that she has an emotional support water bottle, as do I. But oh, it's when I don't bring it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm not as dependent on my water bottle. But Zoe really goes nowhere without this water. Yeah, and if I drink without it, I'm. It's a mess. It's it's a dis- true disaster. Like, I don't know how sometimes I'm like, maybe it'll work this time. No, because Zoe stays so hydrated constantly that, like, mm. the imbalance just for one second, I'm gone. Okay, Sadie. So, obviously, you have a crazy first half of the year. You're going to Paris. Yes. Let the people know. And what are you most afraid of? I'm most afraid of... I'm most afraid that I'm not as good by myself as I think I am. Mm -hmm. I think of myself as a very independent person, but perhaps I will be lonely, and that's what I'm afraid of. Mm. Because I'm alone. I'm going across the country all by myself. And how are you coping with having a relationship and doing long distance? How are you guys approaching it? Mm, That's a great question. Um, We're approaching it with openness honesty communication mm. um just just keeping each other updated on our feelings constantly mm-hmm. and consistent communication there's going to be a bit of a time difference so that'll be a struggle but and you're ready to adjust i'm ready to adjust we're both going to be experiencing new things hopefully they'll be fun and fulfilling enough to not make us feel too upset that we're not together i feel like you're approaching the new year with fear with definitely with fear with fear but also optimistic. i'm very optimistic i think i'm i think that exploring a new place and discovering a new place is going to be excellent for me it can only be good for you 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 think you think i i I genuinely even if i i think like i'll say this and i'll and I really mean it that, like, even if you're having a bad time, mm. it's going to be such a life lesson. No matter what's happening, that's it's a true. life lesson. That's true. And it says a lot about you. And I, and I, I just, I don't 
knowing your personality and knowing the exchange process, I just don't think you're going to have a bad time. I do think you're going to be sad and I do think you're going to miss people and miss your boyfriend. And that's part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to be like, wow, I miss these people. Because, of course, like, if you didn't miss people, you didn't love people. You know? Like, you need to miss people. Like, you have to be grateful for that. The missing means that there's something to miss. And that's something something to be grateful for. Because if you were like, I'm gone in Europe and I'm completely fine. (laughs) Nobody gives a shit about me. Yeah, and you'd also be like, wow, I don't give a shit about anyone. Like, you'd be like, I hate my life back there. Like, you wouldn't want to go back. But obviously, it's an exchange and you're grateful for the experience. You're going to be grateful for every moment of it. And you're going to have a good time. Like, I feel it. But 2023 is going to be interesting. It's going to be nothing like I've ever done before. Yeah, exactly. But I think if you if you approach missing as like a bad or a failure, like mm-hmm. don't view missing people as you not being independent. You can be an independent person and miss people deeply. True. And that's true. So if independence you're, and if you're, loneliness are not they're opposites. not the no no. You can be like I'm sad and I miss my boyfriend or I miss my friends back home or I miss my family and I'm crying. But I'm also an independent person, and I can take care of myself. Okay, like, first, say both your names. I'm Ruby. And I'm Jack. I went to field school for geology, and I made a map. And then I got to, like, defend my map in front of my professors. You're really getting cool. I'm a student, <laughs> and I, I love students. it. You found your purpose, and that's really beautiful. How old are you? I am 20 years old. That's really, like, I love your drive. Thank you. She's got a pretty serious drive. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. What are you studying? I'm not studying anything, actually. I'm working. You're working? Yeah, yeah. What are you working I'm working at a brewery. Okay. So yeah, making beer, selling beer, that sort of thing. Do you so, are you very passionate about beer? Why are you I enjoy it. It's good. It's it's a nice passion. There's a lot to learn about it. Big mm-hmm. industry sort of thing, you know, and that's probably something I'm happy about 2022. It said beer's out. It's out. It's out. It's out now. I only drink. I decided that. I just me decided it was out. Is it like moonshine now? You're gonna start cooking Um, up in the basement. I would love become a. You know what I loved? Um, what's that? The one that tastes like um like licorice. What's that? What? Tastes like absinthe. 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 I love absinthe. That's a good time. Okay. What's out? Yeah, like, give your ins and outs. All right, this is fun. Tequila's fun, but it makes me so horny that I'm a bad person. Tequila? I've never drank tequila without, like, my night ending crazy. I do. Why, okay. If I went out tequila, it's going to be a mess. It makes me really horny to the point where I'm... Someone's at the... I was going to say the SAQ. The LCBO. Or the SAQ. Or the right SAQ. I'm in a Quebecer. What, what, sh- what do you recommend? What's your recommendation? Socialites, always. Because I get so hungover, I cannot drink. Your My favorite water. thing, I drink Coconut Gatorade. Coconut water the next morning? No, no, no. Before the you go to bed, up. about half an hour to 45 minutes Who before you fall asleep. Who has coconut water in their house? That's the problem. After, okay, I throw okay. up always, and it's always neon green. See, that's the exact opposite of what you should do. Um, I'll, I'll give you the tips here. <laughs> it's always in the car. How do you guys know each chat? other? What's, are you we, friends? We've known each other for a while now, what, three years ago. When did you meet? We met at a mutual friends going away party. You know Nola? I do know Nola. We, we met at Nola's going away party. I heard you're going to hook up with Drake. Yeah, I've been trying. Is that the rumor? Yeah, that's the rumor. We're on the street and also Zoe's in Give our boy Aubrey a call. Is he around? Like to call Who's Aubrey? That's his first name. 
Man. Guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> Drake's I think this is first. not the first place people heard that. I think that's like no I, I, People think I know a lot about Drake because I do. Because I, I talk a His lot about Drake. I know I, I say it all fuck. I literally talk about Drake so much. Like, I talk about fucking him so much. Do I know anything about him? Know any song? No. Be careful about the hot sauce and the condom afterwards. I don't know what? if you heard about that. Sonda? Yeah, yeah, there was this whole thing with Drake oh. where... This is a story. I'm not 100% sure how true it is. Let's hear this before we end Rumor has it. Perhaps it's true. Perhaps it's not. I'm not 100% educated on this matter. Mm. But apparently, he pours hot sauce packets into condoms no. afterwards. Because there was this After. one... He had an experience where the, uh, a woman he was with untied the condom and tried to get herself pregnant with his babies. So he puts hot sauce in it to... This uh, woman... Do you think... Do you believe that? that? I don't know if I believe it. It's a, it's a, it's a rumor. Or it's truth. We never know. We I don't know. know. My friend texted me when I said, oh, I'm trying, like, me and Drake, like, it's going to happen. And she was like, use protection or don't. Everyone to follow. Everybody follow Rocks and Rubies on Instagram. That's beautiful. Thank you. Nice. I'm, uh, I'm looking for progress and uh, a little bit of self-realization. So before we start, say your names to the, the phone. I am Olivia, and I'm a long-term Too Much fan. <laughs> I'm Mahela and I'm a new Too Much fan, mm. but I love it. Beautiful. And first of all, I want you guys to say something like a habit you had in 2022 that you want to break for 2023. So this it can be so small and it can no, be so big. It's this is so a broad. big one that I'm definitely working on in therapy, but and it's part of my resolution. And I've actually talked about this with Zoe that I think a big part of what I'm going into. 2023 with is trying to be like positive in a hopeful way because I feel like so often I'm like realistic or logical quotes implied to like try to guard myself and especially like I think it connects with like how I have vulnerability issues and how I have commitment issues but I think I want to lead with this year like being hopeful and being like a romantic and like thinking that the best will happen to both like lead with my thoughts and also just to like practice putting myself out there because I think that'll be like really important for me like building like relationships in the future that's so funny because that's what we recorded like a little part of our podcast like no before where we're sober or whatever that's the whole theme like whole theme because i talked to zoe about how like okay i need you to like do a tarot reading for me before going into the new year and she was like oh i can tell you the message that has been on every single tarot reading so far and i was like this resonates so hard like this is so much of what i've (laughs) been talking about in therapy like every fucking session is like how I'm going to like lead with my heart rather than my head Mm -hmm. and how about you I want to get more into like meditating and reading things that actually fulfill me because I found that like reading about Buddhism has like really given me a sense of like purpose that I've never had before and a sense of like meaning of the world basically around me and myself but I also like fear it because it's you know a little it's a lot yeah. to like realize those things about yourself and the world around you it, it's but I wanna, the whole world fear. it really is and it's like scary but it's also a beautiful thing to approach and I'm like so grateful for it it's one of the top things I'm grateful for I'd say in this year but I want to continue like pushing myself in that way and like 
approaching that discomfort and like trying to understand that discomfort rather than just you know using avoidant tactics to kind of push that away you know I'd rather really like sit with that for a bit and that's something that's hard to deal with and I'm trying to bring that up with my mom too who has a more avoidant personality but um, I'm trying to just bring us towards like yeah yeah, Yeah. sitting with that like discomfort between our dynamic and between my dynamic with reading about Buddhism sometimes like I yeah so that's my could you give a like a rec like what's something you're reading right now I'm reading The Wise Heart by Jack Cornfield and I found it through the Duncan Trussell Hour which if you've watched the Midnight Gospel on Netflix this amazing animated series especially when you're high it's yeah, it just features, like, Duncan Trussell episodes, and I listen to the ones on Jack Cornfield especially, but also the ones by his mom, like, with his mom, who was, like, dying. Like, she's dead now, like, seven years ago, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. If someone needs to pee, we're done, we're done. we'll let them. That was a beautiful interview, though. Oh, my God, yeah, why is it you. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. No, but you can pee. Okay, first, introduce yourself. I'm Martin Kohlenbrender. I grew up in the west end of Toronto, oh, also known as Etobicoke. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I go to school in Montreal now. And I'm, I know Esme through Zoe, and I've heard a few episodes of Too Much. This is the first time we're meeting. This is the first, yeah, time we've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so for uh, the question I've been asking everyone is, what's a like a habit you had in 2022 that you're trying to break in 2023? I, this is going to sound corny, but I smoke uh, much too, uh, you know, I'll say in general, substances. When I use substances, I tend to uh, race to the finish, race to the finish line. You know, if I'm making dinner, why I I usually think, uh, why can't I just do this high? So I get high and I start doing it. But I'm trying to, you know, uh, enjoy the, uh, the, the soberness and and the way substances can elevate your sobriety and, uh, you know, make you make all right decisions. Like, I hate being alone, and when I'm alone, the first thought is, what should I do? <laughs> like, what yeah. substance should I take? Should I get drunk? Should I get high? Like, how do I entertain myself? Because I'm alone right now, and I don't want to be alone. And it's so rare that I'm alone, and then when I am, I'm like, I'm freaked out. I don't know what to do. But they're like, but, like, time that you're alone, what can you actually do? Like, if you're high or you're on anything and you're like alone, you can't read, you can't write properly. Like you can't I've tried to read though. You've and tried. sometimes reading has been quite nice when I'm stoned. Uh, okay, I, you're you're trying to prove my point wrong. You're like I actually know, because you know what? I think it's good to disagree. Let's go into 2023. What's one word to describe what you're planning? That's a good question. One word. It's a lot of pressure. One word. Focus. Oh, I'd say that. What are you gonna focus on? I'd like to focus on uh, my my hobbies and just uh, my relationships with people and just trying to improve myself. And I don't mean that in like the cringy, you know, uh, better yourself way. Just you know, in the little ways. You know, one's I'm not expecting to be uh, anything special by the end of the year, but maybe a little better from this year. That'd be great. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. That's it. <laughs> And that's a great point for 2023. Just hope to be, like, a little bit better. Because if you're a little worse, that's not good. And a little better, think, I'll like, take it. think 2021 to 2022. Yeah. Do you think you improved? Oh, yeah, I think I did. 
Okay, by how much? Like, give a percent. Maybe a little bit, I'd say. <laughs> it's like a, a creative goal you have for 2023. So my last question for you. Right. Write a feature-length screenplay. Something how longer. How long is that? 40 pages or longer. That would be great, I think. 40 pages? Right? It's not supposed to be... A, too much i think that a lot of there's a lot of people involved in making a film and uh, uh you can let them do what they want to do. is she okay who knows you know is anybody okay here I also, yeah no they're nice know, glasses though. we me and zoe last night we went to the maddie oh right mm. you want to hear something my parents met there where is it grab it oh Phil, yep I love that there's a john green oh that's the my fault uh, stars oh right here you guys like that? I did the embroideries myself. Oh, it's wow. so beautiful. Honestly, oh, that's really I nice. That's beautiful. You did all of these? I did do all of these. That's really cool. Happy New Year's. Happy, Happy New, New Year's. Year's. That, well, we just saw some beautiful creativity. Beautiful okay, so your parents met at the Maddie. Yeah, How old were they? They were uh, I think like in their early 30s. You want me, can you guess? Let's play a game. Guess my prescription. Negative five. Like plus, like plus. nine and plus ten. Wow. Okay, I was way off. Yeah, but it was plus. So you're mm, far sighted. I have no idea. I just can't see. Like once it's off, I can't see. Like that's my description of my eyesight. Like I can't see. Like I do. Having been born with that, I'm a little upset. Glasses give you a sense of identity. Ever? I I'm scared to take them off. <laughs> that's, that's my truth that's my what's your eyesight negative two that's nothing you shouldn't wear glasses and that's my statement I, I actually struggle when I don't wear them probably not as much as you but cause I feel like I can kind of see really like if I take off my glasses like I see shapes that's enough I see more than shapes but I, I'm sorry about that I, I uh, <laughs> I'm sorry Okay, so you're getting the live experience of someone peeing. I hope you enjoy this ASMR. Okay, it might not be too long. I've only had one beer, but we'll try. But you know, when you're drinking, you need to pee. Oh, yeah. That sounds solid. It's pretty solid. I'm a good peer. Because, like, on our podcast, you haven't listened to our latest podcast, but um, pee was a big topic. Yeah, yeah, it was. How, How did it came up because Zoe is a very confident peer. Yes, and I've noticed that. She does. Okay, so one thing about Zoe is that she'll go into any location, any alleyway, um, anywhere, and pee. But she does pee in a very specific way. It's like a very confident dog. Like, she'll spread her legs and pee standing up with, like, a very confident stream. It's like a male dog. And I really, uh, it's one of the things that I respect the most about her. <laughs> like a male dog. Note that I am washing my hands. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you some deeper questions. Okay, okay, Isabella. What's a pattern that you've repeated in 2022 that you want to break in 2023? Okay, well, a pattern that I think I've repeated is very much like not taking the wheel when it comes to relationships. Like, or even like like pseudo relationships. Like, the second I get into something like that, 
um, it's like I become, and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty assertive person, like, normally, but then when I get into these situations, it's like, I will let this other person take the wheel, I, you know, I try not to act, you know, quote-unquote crazy, like, there are all these things that I hold back, that I don't usually hold back, and, um, you know, just to try and keep it lasting, like, I'd rather stay in, like, a really long, really, like, weird situationship than be single, so I'm trying to break this pattern and either, you know, like shake somebody and ask for what I really want and be really straight up with them or just like be comfortable being completely single and like, you know, not taking anything. So it's like get what I deserve or nothing. Exactly. And I think like a, a definite pattern of like valuing certain traits over others. So like I will value somebody who's hilarious, even if they're like super, you know, like manipulative and... Um, I get into relationships with these people who are funny and charismatic, but they're manipulative versus somebody who's maybe like really caring, but not so funny and not so sarcastic. So I feel like, you know, like switching priorities in that sense will be really good for me. What do you want? Truly? Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. What do I, yeah. Not even what do I want? Like, what do, what do I need? Cause I need a kind person. I want a funny person, but above all of that, I need a kind person. So, but you know, the minute you believe that what you want and what you need will coincide, they'll come together. Yes. Yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. So like so the minute when someone's like too available, you're like Ew. exactly, exactly. The, the minute somebody pays me too much attention or is too affectionate or too open with their feelings, it is like I am immediately uncomfortable and I, you know, don't know what to do. Like maybe I don't leave, but like I. I'm in crisis. I'm in crisis. I lose interest. I stop wanting to to communicate with them as much. Like, I pull away. You know, it's, yeah, it's pretty scary. Be more realistic about what I can achieve and, like, set smaller goals to get to bigger ones. Like, I'll set a really big goal, and then when I don't get there, I'm like, I'll make all these excuses. I'll be like, oh, well, you know, it makes sense. Like, I didn't get there. I'm not that kind of person. But I can get there. It's just that I need like 10 more steps where maybe yeah, yeah exactly we were talking about that earlier yeah. about the podcast yeah. for you and like being realistic is like also being kind to yourself like i don't know like saying like oh well i can't achieve all of these lofty expectations which makes me feel a little bit bad but i'm being realistic about where i'm at and i know that you know i, I can set a goal that's like halfway like i can set a goal that's a little bit lower but I can achieve it. And then it makes me feel so much better when I do achieve it. Because it's easier. Because you, you know? will do it. I will do it. You'll do more. And Yeah, exactly. And then I'll exceed my expectations as opposed to like not even meeting them at all. And then feeling bad about myself. And you so. trust yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Isabella. Yeah. Thank you. We did it. Wow, that was exciting. That was exciting. <laughs> We're still doing this before. <laughs> so we don't actually know. I'm sure it was great. Uh, I'm thank sure you, you so enjoyed. much for listening. Yeah, and I hope you have a wonderful new year. Yes. And that 2023 brings... Light and love and peace. I was going to be like wealth. <laughs> like, <laughs> wealth and prosperity. Why? I feel like Toronto has changed me, guys. <laughs> I am just a go, go, go Corporate girl. girl boss. Yeah, so I hope... I'm wishing you wealth. So I'm wishing, wishing you, you light and love. And maybe you choose what you want more. Okay. <laughs> it's either or. You, it's e- you can't have both. You can't have both. <laughs>
But, alright. I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And we're we're too much. much.